Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Owen the Saints. I'm your host, Patrick Serlis. Busy podcast this afternoon. We've got three people joining me. Uh, Jack, you there? I'm here. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Mainstone, you there? Yeah, all good. Ready to go. Ready to go. And for the first time um, on the podcast, we're delighted to welcome uh, Saints fan, uh, Joe Batchelor. Joe um, is the co-author of Saints FC Match of My Life and covered the club um, for a couple of years, um, I think 2012 to 2014, um, for, for, some of the, for some of the national papers. So really pleased to get Joe on the podcast. Joe, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. Evening, chaps. Great to be here. So we are chatting 30 minutes or so after Saints to Everton nil. Uh, a fantastic performance, fantastic three points. Um, we'll come on to the game. We'll also chat and look ahead um, to Saints' upcoming fixtures. Villa away next weekend before we play a Friday night game against Newcastle. Um, but just before we start, Joe, did you just want to give a little bit of a intro to yourself? Um, and yeah, how long have you been a Saints fan? Yes, I mean, I was born in Southampton, so I've been a Saints fan all my life, really. Um, we've had some some tough years, <laughs> some good years, and yeah, obviously been, been back in the Prem for the last eight years or so, and I was lucky enough for the first of those two years to be covering them. So I was there kind of every week working for the national papers. So I was doing press conferences, matches, all sorts, um, which was amazing to kind of be behind the scenes at the club that you support. Um, and yeah, just for the last few years, I've, you know, it's been nice because I haven't had to work on it. So I've just been following them as a fan, which has been really nice again. No, absolutely. Um, so it was really, really nice to watch the performance today. Um, 2-0, first half goals from James Ward-Prowse and Che Adams. And then a second half uh, red card uh, for Lucas Dean, which kind of, we could take our foot off the gas a little bit then. Always nervy with Saints when we've got a 2-0 lead about them pulling one back and, and it being a, a, a nervous last 15 minutes or so. But that's our best start to a Premier League season now for five years. Everton obviously came into the game top of the league. That's their first defeat of the season. We're up to fifth, 10 points on the board. I think we've taken 10 points from our last, from our possible uh, 12, um, which is fantastic considering the start to the season that we had. Um, Jack, I'll come to, your, come to you first. What was your immediate reaction to the, to the game? Um, well, I mean, I, I predicted a draw or a defeat. I didn't think we were going to get the win today. I know you predicted a win, but I just thought Everton come into St. Mary's in such good form getting the point in the Merseyside derby, I thought they'd just be a little bit too strong for us. And I was worried about Calvert-Lewin against our centre-backs. But I think every single player on the pitch today just upped their game massively. That first half, that 45 minutes was some of the best football I've seen Southampton play in a long time. And, you know, deservedly went 2-0 up. Um, second half, like you said, I was worried. I was watching it on Sky and they put a little graphic up saying we're, we're top of the league for dropping the most points from winning positions. So that was reassuring to see that. that but um, I just think we managed the game perfectly. It was, you know, I was hoping we got that third goal, but the way we played, which was just going forward when we needed to and being a little bit more conservative in, in certain areas, I think delighted to get three points and what a start to the season after that horror performance against Spurs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so obviously... First game of the season, defeat to Palace. Second, second game, getting battered by Spurs. But since then, uh, three clean sheets um, from four. We obviously conceded three against Chelsea, but still got a point there. Um, and, and you come up against Chelsea and they've spent the best part of £200 million on, on strikers. So 
Um, no disgrace, really. Um, our, our performance at Stamford Bridge was, was excellent overall. Um, but from, mm. from my point of view, it was really positive to see um, Bednarak bounce back. He was given a bit of a torrid time by Timo Werner. Um, he put in a good display today, coming up against Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who's one of the form strikers um, in the Premier League. I think on the commentary they were saying something like 11 or 12 goals um, kind of over his last, um, going back to Project Restart, which um, which is fantastic return for him. But he was pretty anonymous. Hamez was pretty anonymous as well. Um, Mainstone, what did, what did you make of that first half display in particular? Um, I'm just digging out my passport, Pat. I think the European <laughs> tours are coming across. <laughs> uh, but no, it's great, great, great performance. Um, it was a really mature performance, I thought. Like I say, we never really looked in that much danger considering the attacking threat um, that they showed. I mean, they, it was a fairly even start, but after about 10 or so minutes, everything just seemed to click into gear. Um, and I really, I, something that really shone for me, especially the first half, is the amount of times that we went back to the goalkeeper when we were in possession of the ball. Um, mm. I thought that was us, like tactically, obviously, to like, slow the game down and we controlled the, the tempo of the game. We didn't really let them get into their groove. Um, mm. And that was really good to see because obviously the we... we let in fairly late-ish goals, um, or we're known to anyway. Um, and I, the commentator made a really good point on the, the way that we are so energetic around the pitch um, that maybe they've kind of looked to go flip it on the other side and be a little bit more mature in the first half to give us plenty of energy going forward to the 90 minutes. But yeah, I thought everyone today was outstanding. Absolutely everyone. Yeah, I mean, a special word from from my point of view for for the midfield too, um, more Prowse and Romeo because going into the game... Um, Obviously, a lot of chat from the Everton side about their fantastic start to the season and Allen, their new signing, Decore, um, and it was Sigurdsson in the middle of that three. Um, they've been playing really, really well. Um, so it was a massive test for Romeo and James Ward Prowse. And before the game, there was kind of speculation would we see um, Diallo? It ended up being Romeo and Ward Prowse, and, and the two of them played fantastically. Ward Prowse obviously opening the scoring. Um, Joe, what did, you, what did you make of the midfield performance today? Yeah, I think you've touched on a good point there. I think like the whole spine of the team looks really strong at the moment. The two at the back, the two in the middle and the two up top all look really, really strong. Ward-Prowse, I must admit, I don't think he's been at his best so far this season. So I think it was really good for him to get his first goal of the season. That would do, you know, his confidence a lot of good. Um, Romeo seems to play a lot better without Hoiberg. Those two, for some reason... Like for some reason, we always used to try and play those two together. It just never seems to quite work. So I think it's it's no coincidence we've seen since Hoiberg's left, Romeo's really stepped it up again. Um, and I just I think just talking about the midfield, just a quick word on Stuart Armstrong. He's so important to the team, isn't he? he kind of gels everything together. We look mm. a much better side when he's in it. Definitely. I mean, before the game, um, obviously he was coming back from uh, he had COVID, and there was a would he play today? Um, it was a massive boost for, to see him in a starting lineup because I, I don't know exactly what Ralph would have done if he wasn't able to go because the injury to Gineppo um, may have been Nathan Teller on the right, but obviously Armstrong playing. He had a goal disallowed. Um, I think it was Che that was offside in the build-up. Um, yeah, but he was he was fantastic. Um, Jack, just to come back to you, uh, what did you, I think it was Sky that gave Nathan Redmond man of the match. Um, what did you make of his performance and who would be your standout player? I can't lie, I was surprised it, it went to Redmond. I think he was, he was decent. He had a big chance in the first 10 minutes and it came to him from the left-hand side. And I think he should have done a lot better. Second 
seconds. I think he upped his game and he was uh, a lot more threatening going forward, but don't think he should have got man of the match. For me, I think um, either Romeo or I thought Shea Adams was brilliant. I think he got his goal and he's had, you know, everyone knows about how his goal scoring form has been since at Southampton, but last season he got that goal against City and went on a little run. He scored last week against Chelsea and he scored again today. Hopefully, hopefully he can continue that form. But I just thought he was brilliant. He got his goal. Like you said, set up that chance for, for um, Stuart Armstrong that tucked it away brilliant. But the link-up play between Hinks, it just seems to be getting better and better every week. But um, yeah, hopefully more to come for him. Yeah, definitely. I saw an optostat that said no goals for Che in his first 24 Premier League appearances. And now he's got, I think it's six in 12 um, and like you said, it does seem to be very streaky in terms of his goal scoring. So scored against Chelsea, scored again um, today. Uh, hopefully that, that continues with Villa up next. Um, Mainstone, what did you, uh, I just want Danny Ings, two assists. What did you make of his performance? Yeah, really good. I could um, kind of see him getting a little bit frustrated towards the end. The fact that it just wouldn't fall to him. It was just one of those off days where the ball just wasn't falling in the right areas for him. Um, but Danny Ings being Danny Ings didn't stop running the whole game. Um, closed Pickford down a number of times really well um, and almost got him caught out a couple of times. Um, and it's so good to see him. I think we said it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast when um, he scored another goal and it was kind of the goal that gave us the win. Um, and we all said and agreed that there needs to be other goals from different departments in the team because we can't rely on him to get 20 plus goals every season. Um, and it was great to see him today being the provider for, for both goals. Um, really impressive performance. And like like Jack said, the link up between him and Adams is just getting stronger by the week. I thought Adams' hold-up play to bring others in, um, like Redmond and Armstrong, was superb today. I was really impressed. Yeah, and one of the things before the game, obviously, that was a positive for Saints was Everton's... Well, they had a few injury issues. Obviously, Richarlison missed the game, and then there was speculation that James wouldn't be fit and then he, he and then he ended up playing he didn't look fully fit um, and I think he picked up a niggle towards the end um, but that definitely helped us from from our fullbacks point of view I think Walker Peters and especially Bertrand a lot of our chances in the first half were coming down that, that left with Bertrand getting forward and linking up with Redmond and causing Ben Godfrey who's their new signing from Norwich typically a centre-back but was playing right back today because I think Seamus Coleman was missing um, so to what extent, Joe, would you say that Everton had an off day or we were just really, really good? I think you have to give credit to Southampton and just say that like, every single one of our players was bang on it today. Um, I think you know we probably would have beaten most teams today on that performance. I wouldn't say Everton were off. I just think you know, when you start the season so well, there's going to be a natural drop at some point. And l- luckily for us, it you know, came today. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was definitely noticeable for me in the first half that um, Godfrey especially was the one to, to be got at um, because he looked out of position at right back and then any time they were going forward down that right, he would just misplace the pass or his crossing was poor. Um, so it definitely gave more freedom to Bertrand, which was great to see. Um, Jack, before we um, kind of go on to the red card, I just wanted to mention we have already mentioned Ward Prowse, but I thought this was interesting, a stat from, from BBC um, saying that Ward Prowse has now scored 13 Premier League goals under Ralph in 64 games. Um, in his previous 173 matches, 
for Saints. He'd only managed 10 goals. So obviously he's, he's the kind of flagship player that's really, really pushed on under Ralph. And he's now our mm. captain um, and he's scoring goals. How much better can he get as a player? I think he could get a lot better. Um, you know, Ralph, like you said, made him captain. I think he would be one of the most important players in our team. He plays every single week. He's almost like a, obviously Liverpool have lost Van Dijk, but he's that kind of player that just can count on 20 minutes. You don't need to worry about changing him. Um, and he said in the match interview, he wants to contribute more in the final third. He wants to get in the box a little bit more. And I think that's the part of the game that if he improve, uh, I think everything else in this game is defensively passing is where he really excels and that's what stands him out for other midfielders but if he added straight goals a season and start you know arriving into the box and tucking away chances like he did there and I think we do need to discuss that first goal because that link up play between him and Ings who not make the centre back to uh, to put him through was close but I think he can get a lot better if he adds a few more goals to his game and hopefully we'll see a few more next yeah. few weeks the goals seem to come out of nothing. I don't obviously. I was watching it on US TV coverage, but they they were showing some kind of replay. And I'm not sure if it was the same on Sky. And then all of a sudden, Will Prowse is just smashing it into the bottom corner. So that was that, yeah, was, nice. that was a nice surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. And I mean, the timings. I don't know what you thought of it, Mayhem, but just that's that's part of his game that people forget. He's such a good finisher, but he's got that ability just to pick that pass of his class. I think, I think that's a good point. And I'm just, just thinking about it now. I mean, he, Ings does have so much more to his game than just goal scoring. And obviously 22 goals last season is fantastic. But he's going to be targeting that position um, for England as the kind of backup to Harry Kane. And what we've seen from Kane over the last few games to start the season really is his playmaking ability. Obviously, he did mm. that against us and got four assists or something ridiculous. Um, but Ings has that to his game as well. Now, maybe not quite to the level of Harry Kane, but he, he can pick a pass and that's evidenced by his two, two assists today. So um, I think that's really promising to see him add that to his game. Um, and then the goal from, from Che came from, I, I thought, I don't know what, what you thought, Joe, um, but I thought he'd missed the opportunity to play the part of the cross um, to the back post. I think it was Armstrong that was there and then Che, who was involved in the build-up um, at the back post. I thought he'd missed it. He just delayed the cross picked out Che at the back post, who then delayed his shot as well and took a little deflection and, and we're 2-0 up. Um, but were you ever worried about the second half in terms of them getting a goal back? Obviously, the red card helped us massively. What, what was your thoughts on, on Dean getting the red card? I've watched it a few times now and I still can't fully work out whether he meant it. Like, did he know what he was doing? But whether he did or he didn't, it was nasty and th that would have hurt. Um, so I think, you know, the Premier League this season, I think that probably is a red card. You would be very annoyed if that was your player and they, and they got a red for it. But I think it probably was the right decision. Mm -hmm. Although I've just seen the, the post-match quotes from Carlo Ancelotti, who said it was an absolute joke. He was fuming. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, it's the same on Sky as well. Jack was saying he was, he was gone about that. And I think that's such an overreaction. He easily, easily could have, Serious damage to his ankle there. Um, and it's reckless. Yeah, it's reckless. That's my opinion. Definite red card. Can't you can't analyse and say did he mean it or did he not? Because we'll never ever know that. But if mm. you stand on someone's ankle when they're running at speed, then I think you know you can't have any complaints. He, he had a little nibble, didn't he, Dean? Um, at Walker Peters as he was breaking clear, and then yeah, you can't. We we can't kind of 
know whether he meant it or not, but it was dangerous. I mean, Mesa, what, what did you make of it? That was that was around 73 minutes and it just kind of killed the game basically, didn't it? And, and we could have scored three or four. Um, we could have made it three or four nil, but we just, we just managed it from that point on. Yeah, I think, um, well, the timing of the sending off was probably better than a third goal for us. Because um, like yeah. I say, it did put the full stop on things, didn't it? The, the tempo just died after that, especially you had James Rodriguez limping around, Will Pacey playing against nine men. Um, and it was it was done as soon as that red card. I think, like um, like Joe said, I fully agree. I think if it was a Southampton player that got a red card for that, we would probably be sitting here saying it's very harsh. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, even if he didn't mean it, which I don't think he did, it's still it's, it's still foul play, isn't it? It's, it's dangerous play and could have actually done Carl Walker Peters a lot of damage. He's, I think he got away with one there. Yeah, I was worried about that because he was down for a while, but he he, can, he continued, um, which was good to see. Um, other bits to, to kind of tidy up from the game, um, Dan Lindelou, Premier League debut off the bench for him. He had some nice touches um, and Diallo came off the bench as well. Um, and, and the same, I mean, it, it was easy, I guess, because like you said, they were playing with basically nine men. Um, but Joe, do you think that we should, we'll, we'll see Diallo kind of eased into the first team picture more and more? Or, I mean, Romeo and Ward Prowse have put together quite a few strong performances now. It's going to be, it's a good problem for Ralph to have, I guess, in the sense that we've got players in form. But can you see Diallo um, coming into the, to the starting picture? I, th- I think that will all depend on how he is in training. Um, obviously, we don't know how, how good he is yet. Um, it can take a few months, you know, it can even take longer to, to, to fully settle into the Premier League. It's obviously very different from the French League. Um, I actually found it, I found it quite, quite interesting today that Ralph, he didn't make a substitution until 85 minutes. I think he might have found his, like, I think he's really found his dream first 11. Um, so I think it will be tough for Diallo to break in straight away, to be honest. Mm-hmm. We may have to yeah. wait until after Christmas. And the same kind of goes for Salisu. I know Ralph was saying earlier this week that he'd, he'd, he'd arrived at the club with a little bit of an injury um, and that's why we haven't really seen him anywhere near the first team. Um, but he will be eased in over the next few weeks, potentially after the next international break. Um, but it's a fantastic position to be in for Saints. We've, we've spent the best part of £24 million on two players, Diallo and Salisu. And so far, we've got 10 points on the board and haven't needed either of them. Um, which is great. Mainstay, I don't know what, you, what your take on it is, but I, I'm guessing that as far as Salisu goes, you're happy with, with Vestergaard and Bednarak at the back. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the, that's the partnership um, going forward, certainly. Because um, Vestergaard's left-footed, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and Salisu is left-footed. So I don't know if he would ever play a two-footed, left-footed centre-back partnership. I'm not sure what, what he would think about that. But yeah, I think certainly um, until there's a need or if we get any injuries, I, f- I certainly think it'll be those two going forward um, for quite a long time um, at the moment until he feels really comfortable with Salisu coming into that system. Mm-hmm. Was, I mean, I missed this, Jack, you asked me before the game, but obviously Obafemi wasn't in the squad today. Any of you guys heard anything about why that may have been? No. Not no? too sure. I think, I think he got sent off. Um, I saw someone tweet that he got off for Salanson beating in the week or maybe last okay. week. So, I mean, I'm not, not not confirmed, but he seems to be a little bit out of favour at the moment. Um, mm. You know, we bring on Shane obviously, and Lindelou's come on today, so he's definitely dropped down the pecking order. Um, on on Lindelou, I thought coming into that game, it's obviously a, a decent game to come into, and you've got a lot of possession. But the ball was sticking with him, and he's a big lad, isn't he? So when 
that's what you want a striker to keep possession. So when I thought he was, yeah, he was brilliant when he won keeping keeping the ball and linking up play. Yeah, so fantastic. Ten points on the board. Um, our best start. I just just read it. Our best start since the season under Komen. Um So really, really positive. Aston Villa are away up next. They started the season really, really strongly, um, and then got battered by Leeds uh, on Friday. I think it was. Um, Joe, I'll come to you. I'm guessing we'll, we'll go with the same squad there. You wouldn't expect to see any changes, but we beat Villa away last season. Um, they've obviously improved. How do you see that game going? Yeah, I think the only thing I wondered was, I wondered is whether Walcott may come in for Redmond. Okay. I was surprised as well that, uh, that that Redmond got the man of the match today. I'm not sure where that one came from. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think Villa, obviously with Grealish and Barkley, they're going to be, they're always going to cause some some problems. It'll be interesting to see how they how, how they bounce back after the Leeds result. But if Saints play as well as they did today, I can see them winning for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, our next two fixtures, so it's Villa away and then it's Newcastle at home. Um, we've just played Chelsea away and Everton at home uh, and taken four points. Um, so in a really, really strong position, not saying that the next two games are unnecessarily easy, but they're easier than the ones we've just played. We're coming into them um, in great form. So, so really, really positive. Maystone, um, give the last word to you. You could sum up, sum up today's performance and looking ahead to the next game. How are you feeling about this Southampton squad? Really, really positive. Um, I think I, Sky didn't mention it enough times, but there's a certain anniversary today. Um, <laughs> and it really shows how far we've come um, in, in the space of a year. I think... Ralph has now got his four triple two formation down to a T with the players. It looks like they all understand. I think Kieran Dyer actually said it um, at the end of the game on Sky. He said they're just a really well coached football team. Everyone knows their role. Everyone's got a job and they perform it really well. Um, So it's exciting to see because when you start building a platform which is that strong and you add certain additions to it, it's only going to potentially get stronger. And I generally think that with Ralph there... um, the only way is up, I think, until until unfortunately he goes at some point further down the line. But I generally think we've got a um, a top top class manager on our hands. I I actually threw it out on Twitter. You just reminded me. I threw it out on Twitter about where he would rank in terms of the coaches in the Premier League. I don't don't know if anyone's got an opinion, but I kind of had him around around sixth, just in terms of like coaching ability. Now, obviously, you've got Pep, Klopp, Ancelotti is up there. Um, Bielsa for what he's done in the game as well um, but there aren't too many better coaches I don't think than Ralph in the Premier League and again what he's doing with, with the squad is amazing um, considering we've had some managers in the past the squad's not been too different like he hasn't come in and completely revolutionised our team so um, so yeah I don't know if anybody wants to jump in there but where they would where they would think um, Ralph fits in the Premier League Joe? Yeah, I think around uh, around there as well. Six. I, th- I think we need to enjoy Ralph while he's here. Yeah. I think at some point he will manage at the very, very top. Yeah. Obviously, I think you know sometimes we forget. So what he did at um, RB Leipzig was very, very impressive. He's managed in the Champions League. Um, I can see him being the next Bayern Munich manager or something. I, I, I rate him that highly. Obviously, being being over here in Austria, Ralph is quite you know he's quite big news over here. The first, the first Austrian to manage in the Premier League, um, and then, yeah, I, I just think hopefully he'll be here for you know two or three more years yet, but you never know. 
No, definitely. Well, fingers crossed he is. And I know you signed a new contract, so we'd like to keep him for at least four more years. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, definitely need to enjoy him while we can. Well, gents, thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. Um, always easy to chat after a Saints win. Um, but we'll catch up again next week after the Villa game. Pat, what's going on? Why are we still here? Well, remember when I told you I was first starting this podcast? Yeah. And I said that was because it was moving to the US and I wanted to stay in touch with the Saints community. I wanted to build some great content and I wanted to talk Saints with other Saints fans. Yeah. Well, it was that, but it was also because one day I hoped we would catch the eye of an up-and-coming male grooming brand and they'd offer us free stuff. And guess what? It's happened, hasn't it? It's happened. It's actually happened. Somebody wants to sponsor us. Not just that, they've given us free stuff. That is quality news. What's this company then? Well, you know, our audience is football fans and football fans, not all of them, of course, but the majority of football fans are male. Okay. And the majority of them are between the ages of 18 and 44. Yeah. Oh, that's why we did the beer, right? Do a podcast, get sponsored by a brewery, job done. What's this company then? Grooming. Is that haircuts, beard stuff? What are we talking? We are talking pubes. No, we're not. Surely not. Yes, we are. Manscaped.com want to sponsor us. They are massive in the US. I'm, I'm, I'm in the US. You see the adverts everywhere. They're trying to break into the UK market. And they got in touch with us and were like, would you be interested in trying out our products for free? Now, never shaved downstairs before, but you know what? I thought, why not? They look after your balls. Simple as that. So, yeah, we went for it. They sent over their... Their kit, the Perfect Package 3.0, and I have to say, used it, game changer. It's like a Japanese sculpture garden down there now. <laughs> well, to be honest, mate, it's 2020. It's been a weird year. You've got to try new things, and I've also used it. I've used the kit they've sent over, Lawnmower 3.0, everything that you want. Precise, accurate, error-free. Reminds me of Danny Ings in the 18-yard box. <laughs> Not um, really. Yeah, was, yeah, go on. Yeah, they sent, over, they sent over a load of stuff, a ball toner, ball deodorant, Again, for that sensitive area, it's soothing, gentle, smells delightful. Couldn't recommend it anymore. Throw in a pair of boxes as well, so everyone's a winner. There we go. Yeah, ball tone and ball deodorant. Two products I'd never thought, two things I'd never thought I'd say. Um, but you know what? Like you said, 2020, weird year. Try it out. Why not? Um, Grooming-wise, we, we get haircuts. We trim our beards. We use deodorant. Do quite a lot of grooming in the 21st century. It's a logical next step. Um, so manscaped.com give it a google take a look uh, and yeah if you use promo code OWTS you get 20% off and free shipping um, yeah f- from our point of view highly recommended right definitely just to repeat that OWTS is the promo code 20% off you're actually getting a bargain there absolute bargain and now manscaped.com in the US like I said they're really big and they have these catchy taglines they try and they like the podcast to say so things like make your testies their besties grooming tools for your family jewels is a good one but I think we can do better than that we can come up with our own saints related one um did you want to start shave long shave long yeah that's good um my personal favorite clean ings up around your small bone so I think that's going to be our tagline um, for manscaped.com. Cleaning's up around your small bone. If you think you can beat that as a tagline, tweet us, OWT, Saints Pod, on Twitter. Um, and yeah, if you can beat that, fair play to you, because I think that's very, very good. <laughs> and that's the best we could come up with on about half an hour of trying to think of um, witty, pube-related Saints puns. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, just to repeat it from the top, 20% off if you go to manscaped.com, free shipping, uh, use promo code OWTS. Perfect. Three points for Saints and a clean set of pubes. You'd love to see it. Absolutely. All right, mate. Until next week. Nice one, mate. Speak to you then.